Good morning, everybody. Uneducated Economist here. In this video, I'm going to talk about the Federal Reserve and their inflation battle strategies that has taken place. Now, if you have been following me on this channel for any length of time, you would know that I am under the belief that the Federal Reserve was more under the concern that inflation expectation had been running persistently too low rather than too high, and that they needed a situation to take place in which that they could raise the Fed funds rate up to a level in which that they would have their ammo back. Now, I've gone over and over and over on this so many times that it's just like I feel like I'm I'm a broken record, but really I feel also that I'm one of the few people who actually has taken on this theory and it's not like one that I really feel is like a, a good thing happening. Right. A lot of people like when they hear me speak about the Federal Reserve, they call me a shill for the Fed and saying like, you know, I'm just trying to help them out or something like that. Or like I work for them or something. I, that's not even the case. I am trying to figure out what their strategy is so that I can best position myself. I think that's the best thing that anybody could do. And from the things that I understand about the economy, the things that I was seeing taking place during the pandemic and the reactions coming from the Federal Reserve, it just kept making my theory more more and more uh, valid. I mean, it's just like everything that I see really falls in line with everything that I have been saying, especially coming from some of these quotes. Um, and I will leave a link down in the description. It's just really simple stuff that was coming from a CNBC article. But even when you hear like, you know, and anything that you hear in the mainstream media is like information they want you to hear. But still, like, you think about some of the things that was stated by Jerome Powell and some of the things that I have been saying this whole time about how most of this inflation that we are experiencing was due to a supply chain breakdown rather than the money printing. Now, it's something that I saw in lumber, and it was one of the reasons why I was so adamant that lumber was going to go back down to a normal price and here we are and we've been here for months at lumber at 500 550 per thousand this is prices that we had experienced back in 2018 so it's not unusual pricing to be at the level that we are and we've been here for months and nobody can explain to me where all the inflation went out of lumber and it was because it was a supply chain breakdown that took lumber prices to their all-time high it was one of the reasons why everybody followed me on on YouTube is because I was able to call out these prices or at least the idea of where prices were going to be going in in the future and knowing that they were going to crash at some point people held back on projects and were able to save a ton of money and I couldn't believe how many emails and how many people came to me and thanked me for that for those videos when I was putting them out but I was just trying to be honest in everything that I was seeing in, in, you know, in everything that I'm saying out there. That's why I'm not like, I'm not trying to be a shill for the Fed. I'm not even trying to defend myself. I'm just trying to explain that that's why I get this information to you in the way that I do is because this is the Fed strategy. This is what's taken place. If you feel the Fed has re failed, then go buy gold and wait for the dollar to crash. But if you feel that the Federal Reserve has totally tricked everybody and got the inflation expectation elevated so that they could lift their Fed funds rates up to get their ammo back. This is how they did it. Like my information that I'm giving out. It's not even mine. It's the Fed's. It's this, their strategy. I'm just explaining it. They don't tell you, right? They're not going to tell you. Nobody is, right? Uh, how far am I? Okay, I'm only four minutes into the video. Good. I'm sorry. I don't mean to rant on this, but I just, you know... I just feel this needs to be said. Like, this is the information out here. Okay, so this is the quote coming out of the article I just wanted to go for. 
This inflation was not the classic demand overload, pre-boiling over kind of inflation that uh, the pre-boiling over kind of inflation that we think about. I wrote this down, so I have terrible handwriting. I can't read what I said. It was a combination of very strong demand without question and unusual supply-side restrictions, both on the good side, but also on the labor side, because we had a labor force participation shock. Now, that right there, okay, that is the key to it. Because you can print up a bunch of money. Quantitative easing, one, two, three, four, failed to produce the inflation scenario that the Federal Reserve was looking for, right? They were only going for a 2% target. They failed to achieve it after quadrupling their balance sheet. Right? Way more in a percentage basis than they recently did in quantitative easing, and yet it failed to produce the inflation. Why did we get inflation so much this time around? Bang. It's because we had the supply chain breakdown. Now, think about it. There was inflation after quantitative easing 1, 2, 3, and 4. It landed in the bond market, housing market, stock market. It landed in things that you borrow money to buy right? because you had to lend that money into the system. This time around, it was a flash in the pan. They handed a bunch of money out, boom, people went out and spent it and cleared the shelves out at the same time we had a supply chain breakdown, right? Think about all the freighters sitting off the coast of, of LA and all the, the train hubs broken down and all the containers that were stacking up at the, at the stores and stuff like that. There was a huge issue with getting the supply through the system, right? And that right there is what drove the inflation scenario up inside of the inside of the supply side of things. On the labor side of things, this is a little bit more complicated, right? But there was a huge bailout of the corporations that had taken place during the pandemic in the use of a special purpose vehicle. Now, I have done so many videos on the special purpose vehicle, and I'm just going to quickly explain it because it's 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 probably one of the biggest credible threats in dupe. Do like dupings of the market, duping the market out of you, you say that. Anyhow, special purpose vehicles. The Federal Reserve, in conjunction with the Treasury, had set up a special purpose vehicle. This is an entity separated from the two of them. They cannot typically have this except for the unusual and exigent circumstances of the pandemic, right? So once they had set this thing up, right, this, this special purpose vehicle, they put out the narrative that they were going to be buying corporate stock. Or not corporate stock, I'm sorry, corporate debt, right? Once they got into corporate debt, right, the people out there, like, because they bought a little bit of it, right? They bought some ETFs. Once they got into it, the people flipped out saying that they are going to be picking the winners and losers and that the Federal Reserve was going to be buying up all this corporate debt. They had funded this thing with like hundreds of billions of dollars. So people were, and I was one of them out on YouTube saying, hey, look at what they're doing here with the special purpose vehicle. They'll be buying corporate debt, but they didn't buy any. Right? Just the idea that they were going to get in there and do it. Right? So all of a sudden, people are flooding into corporate debt thinking that they're front-running the Federal Reserve. Right? And there's other reasons for it as well, but this was one of them. Right? And they're flooding into the corporate debt. Now these corporations are gorging on incredibly cheap debt. Right? Corporate debt is like the price of it's going up and the yields are falling. Right? And so these corporations are just gorging on this cheap debt. Well, what do you do when they got the money? You got to start buying equipment, buildings, hiring people, right? So there was this huge hiring spree that started taking place. And people know, right? They remember. Don't you? Think back. Think back to when the articles were out that they could not find anybody to work at McDonald's and all these corporations were hiring people. They didn't even have, an, didn't have to have a degree or anything and they were getting hired. Think about why, right? This is why. So now here you had a labor force 
right? That now is, you know, in, in the shortage like supply side is, like the, the goods are. What are you going to have? Supply and demand. Prices. This is what's really taking place here, right? Okay. I got to get going here. I got to go to work and I just got to get this out. Okay. Next quote. The question is, once that part of it runs out and we think it has a ways to run, talking about the supply side thing coming back, right? This is, uh, com this is, he's talking about the supply coming back to bring inflation down. So like now the distributions and everything is starting to come back. Okay. When we think that it's, it has a ways to run, I'm questioning that a little bit. At some point you will run out of supply side help and then it gets harder. That's very possible, but to say with certainty that the last mile is going to be different, I would be reluctant to say that we have any certainty around that. So far, so good, but we assume it will be or will get harder. Now, think about some of the things that I've said about the manufacturing slowdown that has taken place in, in, in China. Think about the, man, the distribution of... Um, like trucking companies and stuff like that, the distribution network, right? Think about how that's starting to fall, right? The supply side help is not, is it's running out. I mean, there might be some help there, but it's starting to run out. It's gone, right? And then they assume that it will, we so far so good, but we assume it will get harder because I know it's going to get harder, right? And this is one of the reasons why everybody is assuming that there's going to be dropping interest rate, but they got to think about this for just a bit, right? I mean, he is stating it right here, but nobody's hearing it, right? This is the same stuff that I have been saying for years. I'm not a show for the Fed. This is what's taking place. That's all I can say. I mean, I know everybody has a lot of good data out there, right? I know a lot of people have some good talking points. I'm not saying that they're wrong. All their information is accurate. It's factual, right? But again, this is all about the meaning that you're giving it. And when I look at what the Federal Reserve has been saying within their speeches, within their you know letters of... Stuff, I mean, this is where I'm getting the information from is the people who are conducting monetary policy. I'm not getting it from somebody who is assuming they failed. Right? I mean, anyhow, good stuff, right? All right, uneducated economists got to go to work. You guys let me know.